WFLF Fine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, and W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. It is 6 o'clock, and this is Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. In for Bud Hedinger, I'm Rob Marinko. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this morning, Florida Supreme Court Justice number three. We'll tell you who that is in one minute. And we'll be talking about the shutdown. Yeah, we'll make it sort of interesting, and it could be coming to an end. Ron DeSantis completes his conservative makeover of the Florida Supreme Court. The new governor has appointed Carlos Muniz to the high court, describing him as a smart lawyer who knows his role. This is a guy who is brilliant, but yet humble. And that really, I think that's the type of intellectual firepower I want to see on the court. The other thing is he really understands the separation of powers. He understands the proper role of the court. This is his third appointment to the Supreme Court in just two weeks. DeSantis says the replacement of three liberals with three conservatives may turn out to be the most important thing he'll do as governor. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. It's day 33 of the federal government shutdown. Airport workers in central Florida are unhappy, and they spoke out in Tampa. The federal workers taking part in this rally at Tampa International Airport work there and Orlando International, and they are beyond fed up about the government shutdown. They're worried. This could get really, really bad. Deborah Hanna represents the American Federation of Government Employees for Central Florida. Flights are not going to go out on time. Things just aren't going to roll as normal. Rob Haas speaks for air traffic controllers in Tampa. We're showing up to work every day. We have a lot of people actually that volunteer before and after work to help people to make sure that they're taken care of. So it's an emotional time. Transportation Security Officer Ralph Velez. Reopen the government. Bring us back to life. In Tampa, Sharon Parker, News Radio 93.1 WFLA. And Rob, you'll be talking shutdown in moments here. Look at that. What a coincidence. A murder investigation in Osceola County may be at an end. The suspect was apparently found dead last night in a home on Sunset Drive in Kissimmee. 49 year old Rafael Perdomo Primera was wanted for killing his estranged wife's boyfriend and critically injuring her in a shooting last weekend in St. Cloud. It's believed that Primera died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Jealousy appears to be the motive behind a bloody attack in Volusia County. Daniel Rodriguez and James DePetri are accused of using an axe and a hatchet to beat another man this weekend in Daytona Beach. The suspects and alleged victim Richard Lawallen all live in a homeless camp on Nova Road. Deputies believe Lawallen was attacked for flirting with the girlfriend of one of the suspects. I don't mean to make light of this, but... Even homeless guys have girlfriends. Yeah, I mean, are you feeling left out? No, 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 I'm not. No, I'm a happily married man, but I'm just saying. Seriously, you want to ask that question? Homeless people have dogs. They have all kinds of wonderful uh, things. All right, a lot okay. of them have more money than I do. They're human beings, <laughs> just like you and me. All right, okay. They please. just it's, don't have a place to live. All right, all right, settle down. Baseball history was made last night as the 2019 Cooperstown class was announced. 425 votes, 
all for Mariano Rivera. The longtime New York Yankees closer receiving 100% of the ballots for induction into the Baseball Hall of Fame yesterday in his first year of eligibility. Rivera discusses being the first ever unanimous selection with MLB Network. Amazing, amazing. All I have to say is uh, thank God for that. Joining Rivera in the Hall is former Yankees teammate Mike Messina. He makes it on his sixth year of eligibility. Longtime Seattle Mariners designated hitter Edgar Martinez joins him on his tenth and final year on the ballot. And the late Cy Young winner Roy Halladay rounds out the 2019 class for Cooperstown. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. There was great video last night on MLB Network of Mariano Rivera getting the call uh, with his family at home that he had been inducted into the Hall of Fame. And the the guy from the Baseball Writers Association comes on and says, I'm happy to uh, let you know that you've been elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame. And they all cheer and everybody's happy. Uh, But then they go crazy when he says he's about to tell him he's the first unanimous selection and the words come out, and you're the first, whoa! You know, everybody's screaming and jumping up and down. It's like it's like he's back in a pile after the Yankees winning the World Series. It was vi- very entertaining. Uh, good for him. Yeah. It was fun. WFLA News Time is 6.06. Oscar Mayer is looking for people to drive the iconic Wienermobile. Rob, that story is online at WFLAOrlando.com. You probably feel like you're driving the Wienermobile here every morning. Uh, Way to go, Al. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando. All right, coming up next, we are going to talk about the shutdown. Day 32. I want to take your phone calls on this. What's going to end this crazy thing? 407-916-5400. 866-916-5400. But first, we got some cash to give away, Alan. $1,000 wow. to be exact, Rob. It's our Grand in Your Hand texting contest. What you do is you listen in moments, and we do this every hour throughout the day, for the keyword of the hour. Now, when you hear that keyword, you text it to 200-200. That's 200 and you could win $1,000 as we attempt to put a grand in your hand. How cool is that? Well, it's real cool. I think it's amazing. I'm, I'm trying to text right now, but it's hard doing the show in text. No, no, no. You can't win. That, that's a big no. Here's one of the stories we're following for you this morning. What was thought to be a scrap from a NASA spacecraft could be from a much earlier time. Mike Torres of Tampa's Seafair Exploration Corporation found something last week off Melbourne Beach that could date to as far back as the second century. A local historian believes the copper piece was once part of a Peruvian burial site and Spanish sailors brought it here in the early 1700s. Torres tells Florida Today the artifact is priceless, and he has no plans to sell it. Updates at least every 10 minutes on these stories throughout the morning here on Good Morning Orlando. Welcome to the 50,000-watt front porch. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Good morning. Rob Marinko in for Bud Henninger. We're talking about the shutdown it's a big story. I don't know how interesting it is to most of us. It's interesting to me because I follow politics. I'm one of those news junkie politics junkies and uh, otherwise just a, a crazy person who loves current events. All right. So uh, the shutdown is uh, very annoying and has an impact for about 800,000 federal workers. What's going to happen? Day 32 right now. Uh, no progress seems to be made. 
Mitch McConnell, the Senate Majority Leader, came out late yesterday and said, okay, I'm bringing a proposal up for vote Thursday. And Chuck Schumer immediately said, it's just a show. It's going to be a DACA thing. We discussed this yesterday. We'll discuss more of it where he will give some limited access to a possible citizenship for some of the DACA kids in return for $5.6 billion for the wall. So I'd love to hear your ideas on how this thing will finally end. It's not going to end this week. I'll tell you right now, these votes will mean nothing. Uh, They're never going to get to the president's uh, desk. And uh, I'd like to talk to Don first in Orlando. Don, you may have an idea. What's on your mind? I not only have an idea, I have the solution to the whole thing. Oh, please, go ahead. And I can't can't understand why the author of of The Art of the Deal can't figure this out for himself. But if I could have his ear, I would say, Mr. President, nothing's going to happen until what the Democrats want is on the table and what you want is on the table. Right now, what they what they want is nowhere near the table. <clears throat> what do the Democrats want? They want rid of Donald Trump. They want him out of or, uh, out of uh, Orlando. They want him out of Washington D.C. And they don't ever have to deal with him ever again. <laughs> and number two, what does he want? He wants a lot more than just uh, a deal on immigration, naturalization, and uh, and uh, yeah, uh, illegal. So what 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 he really wants is he wants something done about uh, about Obamacare. He wants to make sure that the pipeline gets done. He wants to make sure that uh, the, we do away with uh, visa lotteries and uh, chain migration and all these other things. I, underst- I understand, Don, but pardon the, the uh, interruption here for just a moment, please. Yeah. So I, I realize that, but in this one deal, do you not think that if the Democrats gave the president something, even a little less than $5 billion for the wall, that he would uh, sign that offer and we would move on and the Democrats would get something in return. I mean, yeah, I I get they don't like Trump. We all all get that. They don't like him, and they'll have a chance in 2020 to get rid of him. And but so if he offered to resign oh, on January on. 31st yeah, come on. or December 31st of this oh, year, if they gave him everything this year and lay out, a, <laughs> lay out a plan for when all these things get passed. And once all of these 12, 15, 20 items, whatever it is, uh-huh. if they get passed on a regular schedule yep. and they're done by December 31st, I walk out and I go back to New York and you guys... Uh, can deal with Mike Pence. Thank you for the call, Don. I appreciate it. Let's go to Matt in Claremont. Uh, Matt, welcome to the show. How are you? Well, I have a better solution. I think the president has the authority to open it anyway with the 14th Amendment. He can pay the workers with the Fair Labor Standards Act. I think he already has the authority, and we should test it. Matt, how can you focus with that with that giant? There's a giant fly. Like a fly. Where is that fly? Are you hearing this, Matt? There's a giant fly in your house. I think perhaps Mm. you you should pay your attention Ah. to that. I think it could carry away, Matt. So, so you're talking about the Fourteenth Amendment and 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 the Fair Labor Standards Act. uh, Yeah, 
What? You can pay them. I mean, that's, uh, there's court cases already on No, it. I understand. I understand. But th- listen, the, the deal is really not that complicated if <sighs> if the... Thank you for that. was that. like a mosquito Thanks right the, in your ear. I kept hitting myself call, in the face. I hope he's all right. Man, he, was, <laughs> he was flying while making this call. The bug was carrying Very him. angry bug. I was, I was <laughs> thinking was, of that actor in that, uh, in that machine, uh, Goldblum. In the fly. In the fly. But, yeah, and I, that's all I was thinking about. <laughs> Matt, I was listening to you. I want to I'll let you know that I was listening. So uh, here's the deal. Uh, if we can, real quick here, let's um, oh, let's play uh, cut number uh, three, Yaffe, because this is what it's what it's all about. This is how far apart we are. This is a Senator Elizabeth Warren. Our government is shut down for one reason so that the President of the United States can fund a monument to hate and division along our southern border. Yeah, it's all about hate. Mm. And if we can't get back to talking to each other like human beings and and not yelling names, and of course yesterday it was Bernie Sanders and racist, and today he's got some new stuff we'll play for you. But it's all attacking the President instead of addressing what he wants. And what he wants every Democrat we've heard from was for just a few years ago. Border security, they signed off on a wall or a border, uh, they've actually funded border security and a border barrier. And now a few years later, the only thing that's changed is the president, who happens to be Donald Trump. Well, the amazing thing, too, is they say they want border security now. They just don't like the wall as a part of it, which He's changed the verbiage now. He's calling it a barrier but how long will it take to put this barrier up anyway? What, $5 billion over three years? Really, it's less than what we're handing away to other countries every day. So I, I, mm. I know. And, and, you know, we, we talked yesterday about just the state of California, how it's about $18 billion a year to take care of the illegals that come mm-hmm. over that imaginary border. And, you know, right there, it tells you to pay for itself in, in a year. All right, coming back, we'll uh, take more of your phone calls. Uh, more stories right here on Good Morning Orlando. One of the stories we're following for you this morning, jealousy appears to be the motive behind a bloody attack in Volusia County. Daniel Rodriguez and James Diapitre are accused of using an axe and a hatchet to beat another man this week in Daytona Beach. The suspects and alleged victim, Richard Lawallen, all live in a homeless camp on Nova Road. Deputies believe Lawallen was attacked for flirting with the girlfriend of one of the suspects. Upstate updates, that is, at least every 10 minutes on these stories throughout the morning here on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. Good morning. It is Rob here on Good Morning Orlando, Orlando, depending on where you're from. And I'm in for Bud Hedinger. Bud will be back Monday with you. Good to have him back. And I'm joined by Alan. We got Yaffe on the knobs and uh, Melissa on the other knobs. And uh, here, a lot of knobs here. Well, there are some. Easy. If you look around. Well, no, I meant the you know the. You know, thing. I was thinking Alan was a knob earlier. Yes, <laughs> that's kind of <laughs> enough of the name calling. I know, right? All right. <laughs> so uh, anyway, we're we're talking about the shutdown today. Day thirty-three. Are we? Are we? And I don't know what's gonna what's gonna end this thing. Uh, Alan, what do you what do you suppose might put it to an end? Put it to an end. Put it out of its misery. Put How it out do of we our end misery. this thing. I How think. Do we it, end it? I think if uh, all the um, airport employees, the TSA workers, and the air traffic controllers all 
walked off the job en masse, you might see some action taken. Well, back in 1980-something, President Reagan reacted to the walkout of air Master traffic controllers. Garbage. Oh, no, was, that, was that's that? Gorbachev take down this wall. Wrong no, one. It's sorry. a different one. Yeah. Watch, just watch the knobs over there, okay, please, just for the moment. <laughs> All right. So uh, what I'm concerned is we have a president that uh, takes some actions that's unexpected even by some of his own people sometimes, you must admit, Alan, and then uh, he might just decide to just get rid of the traffic controllers and bring in scabs or other workers or whatever. That, right? That's what Ronald Reagan did. I think he actually brought in the military. D- didn't I, didn't I yeah. say Reagan in the 80s? Yeah, it was Reagan in the 80s okay. that did it. He Because they had threatened to strike, and then some of them did, and he said, get back to work get or back you're to fired. Work or you're, yeah. And they didn't get back to work. He fired him, brought in the military temporarily, and you know, yeah. the rest is history. All right, so my history. idea of ending the shutdown is, <laughs> is no good. Okay, fine, I hear you. But what's going to happen if, and I think the big worry is from conservatives, that if the president messes around and... And Chucky and uh, Nancy convince him to give the DACA kids this reprieve and set them up for future uh, citizenship. I think that uh, I think he's done in twenty. I think a lot of really? supporters. I do. I think a lot of supporters will say, you know what, we want the wall. And if he doesn't get the wall, because you know Chuck Schumer, they they come out every day. No matter what the question is, no money for the wall. That's the answer to any question that he's asked. Or Nancy Pelosi's asked, and uh, no, no soup for you. That's it. They're not getting the wall. Uh, President Trump is not getting his wall. So far, they've said no to the Dreamer deal as well. Yeah, and they said that no to the Dreamer deal, but I, I don't know what's going to get them. Isn't there something attached to the Dreamer deal, like a new asylum thing? That he's also kind of yeah. floating around the bottom. Yeah, I know. But see, when it, all the those of us who've been around a few years, around the block, understand that illegal aliens. Uh, in the, in the past, have received amnesties. It happened under Reagan, Bush, it happened under everybody. And we don't like amnesties because it encourages more people to, to breach our borders and to come into the country. And again, I've, I've, I've said this, and I've, I've heard Bud say it and everything, everybody else, is that, you know, you don't blame people for wanting Everybody wants to come here. That's not the issue. The issue is, don't we have a right as a sovereign nation to control our own borders? And I say the answer is, of course. And well, we're not we're not doing that right now. Well, when it comes to the shutdown, I think I would think that should be motivation enough to get people to the bargaining table and get this thing worked out. That aside, neither side seems to have have an incentive to back down at this point. Yeah, you're, you're right. And there's nothing but more name calling. And obviously, the the action that President Trump took with Nancy Pelosi and the plane trip and all that, as entertaining as it was, and, and great for, for news junkies like us, really not a way to, to, to get the ball down the field towards some sort of agreement, right? No, as the D.C. slap fight is yeah, what I call it. exactly. <laughs> cat and, fight, that's what I call it, the cat fight. <laughs> By the way, what I heard would probably end it is in March, food stamp money would run out. And once food stamp money runs out, yeah. then there's really going to be a problem for both sides. And that's when they're going to come to a deal. Mm-hmm. But problem. that's all the way in March. That's this a long way going, away. No, it's not going to go to March. This, oh, this, this, will, this will end, I would think, just the weight, the pressure of the country wanting to get past it. it, it it's got to end in the next uh, week or so. 
6.32 on a Good Morning Orlando. We'll be getting back to our shutdown solution, solutions in just a moment. First, the headlines with Alan. Alan, what's going on? Well, I got the latest on the shutdown from Capitol Hill. There's going to be mo- more votes this week to end the partial government shutdown. Now in its 33rd day, however... None of the proposals are expected to end the impasse. President Trump's offer fully funding the government and providing $5.7 billion for border barriers in exchange for temporary DACA protections will get a vote tomorrow in the Senate. The opportunity to end all this is staring us right in the face. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell says it's the only offer that can get the president's signature. Minority Leader Chuck Schumer is offering a House Pass plan, reopening government for about two weeks without border wall funding. If you're looking for a way to open up the government, this is the way. Both proposals will need bipartisan buy-in to reach 60 vote thresholds. On Capitol Hill, Jared Halpern, Fox News. This news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. After a successful campaign for medical marijuana, Orlando attorney John Morgan is turning his time and energy to Florida's minimum wage. Morgan is launching a ballot initiative to pass a constitutional amendment to raise it to $15 an hour. I worry about the vast majority of people that have to go out to the food bank, 250,000 people a month, the working poor, and stand in line after working 40 hours a week and get free food. Florida's minimum wage went up 26 cents an hour January 1st to $8.46. The federal minimum is $7.25. A Kentucky congressman is defending the Catholic high school students from his state, accused of confronting a Native American veteran in Washington, D.C. last weekend. On Fox News at night, Republican Thomas Massey said the public rushed to judge the kids, especially Nick Sandman, who was seen smiling in a video that went viral. Nick himself was a victim of a social media mob, and he's been convicted in the court of public opinion. And um, a lot of people who rushed to condemn him are not even walking it back. I mean, even some of the administrators in his own school, the diocese, they're not as fast to reverse their statements as they were to issue them. Following the release of the full viral video, some social media users have backtracked their condemnation of the students, and President Trump has accused the media of smearing them. The two movies up for the most Oscars this year are two films I have never heard of. Roma and The Favorite. <laughs> I've never heard of those films. <laughs> what, yeah. Where do, they, where do they get this stuff? One is a Netflix film that's like a foreign film, and the other one is an old uh, classic piece that's really crazy. I knew Melissa would know. Mm-hmm. Oh, good job. She's, you know, she's Fox on, office. She's on mm. the knobs over there. Yep, yep. Both, <laughs> both of those films, Roma and The Favorite, have 10 nominations each, including Best Picture and Best Actress. The 91st Annual Academy Awards will be held at the Dolby Theater in Hollywood on February 24th. I have to admit, I really have little motivation each year to watch the Oscars because I have not seen the movies, for the most part, that are nominated. It's getting worse, too. That's part of it. I think the other part is the political stuff. You It doesn't matter who the host is. He's going to be on the other side of the political aisle, and... The most important thing for the host is to tell us how much Hollywood hates Trump, and that gets old. And I think, whatever if, if whatever Republican president, there's no host yet, though. And there's no host is even more important. So well, and still, until they start nominating pictures that have robots and people on fire in them, I probably will be not familiar with <laughs> exactly right with any I'm with of them. You, <laughs> if there's no, yeah, nothing blows up, forget it. Yeah, come on. WFLA News Time is six thirty-six.
I'm Alan Spector, News Radio 93.1 WFLA. And here's one of the stories we're following for you this morning. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell says it is time to get serious about ending the partial government shutdown. McConnell plans a vote Thursday on President Trump's proposal to trade temporary protection for DREAMers for more than $5 billion for a border wall. If that fails, senators will vote on a bill to fund the government for three weeks. Updates at least every 10 minutes on these stories throughout the morning here on Good Morning Orlando. From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando. All right, 644. Rob Marinko in for Bud Hedinger, and we're here with, uh, with Alan, with Yaffe, and uh, with Melissa. Talking about the shutdown just because it's the story of the day. Day 33 now, as a matter of fact, of this partial government shutdown. Partial meaning about 30% of the government is shut down. 70% of the government is still up and running. All the necessary stuff like protecting the country. Well, except for the southern border, but we'll get to that. And, uh, of course, that's part of the problem we have with this uh, shutdown because the president wants border security. Democrats say, no, we don't want that, and we certainly don't want any kind of a wall. Uh, Chuck in Lake Wales, uh, good morning. Welcome to the show. Uh, is Bud Hanager part of this shutdown? Does he get paid? Uh, I haven't <laughs> hey, heard for him. Good news. I, good, I got yeah. good news. Bud will be back Monday. Oh, that's great. Yeah, he was, he was furloughed, you know. <laughs> Just <Yeah>. kidding. <laughs> the problem that we have is that Trump is dealing with the wrong people. You see, Obama never left Washington, D.C. Oh, boy. Uh-huh. President Obama is Giappetto, and he is pulling the strings. Don't kid your don't doubt me. Uh, he is uh, involved too, in this. Too late, Chuck. And too late. I've already doubted you. Go ahead. <laughs> you have no. Actually, that's the person that is. They they get together. They have meetings. Uh, don't they go over to his house? Chuck, 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 please, 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 with all due respect, man, what in the heck are you talking about? President Obama is still uh, running the show. Don't kid kid me. Uh, Chuck, thank you for your uh, very entertaining call. You know what I want to do? If we can, uh, Yaffe, let's play uh, Mitch McConnell, majority leader on the shutdown. Cut one. Is there a plan truly to throw federal workers, DACA recipients, Customs and Border Patrol, and indeed all Americans under the bus just to extend this run of political theater so they can look like champions of the so-called resistance? Yeah, and I think that's a big part of it. You know, this thing is running because the Democrats believe they've got the, the higher cards here, the best hand, and why not play it out? If the majority of Americans believe, as President Trump said weeks ago, you know, okay, fine. If you want to get things done and for that to be done, you blame me for the shutdown. I'll take the blame. So the Democrats are running with that. Now, they're not running to try to get things done, apparently. They're running so they could say, well, look, it's it's President Trump. Let's hear from uh, Minority Leader Chuck Schumer on Mitch McConnell. That's Leaders' attempts to blame Democrats for the shutdown are futile. They're... You know, they're so far from reality that no one takes the leader seriously when he says it. <laughs> okay. All right, uh, Chucky. Let's uh, hear from Bob in Orlando on the shutdown. Bob, welcome to the show. Hey, Bob. There you are. How you doing? I- I'm doing fine. How are you? 
Oh, good. Is this Alan? This is Rob Marinko. I'm in for a bud. Oh, good. Yeah, I'm Bob from DeBerry, and um, I have a suggestion for you. Now, okay. when you make a comparison uh, between the Reagan situation and ours, uh, there's one big difference. Uh-huh. Uh, when Reagan uh, um, basically uh, fired people and hired, you know, military, uh, there was still money. The government was uh, still open. These people were on strike. They weren't supposed to strike, and they walked off, and, of course, they paid the consequences. In this case... If um, everybody in government walked off the job, they wouldn't be able to hire anybody because the government shut down. So, you know what? You see where I'm going with this? Uh, no, that, that's a legitimate point. Sure, the government uh, the government is shut down, and no, I, I I got it. So, what's the solution? Well, wait. Before I, I just want to continue. Um, well, the solution might be a walk off. Uh, what could uh, Trump do? And I, I'm a supporter of Donald Trump. I really like him. But Don Trump would might might have one option if people walked off the job, and that is to put him in jail. But remember, in federal prison, you have food, clothing, and shelter. So no matter how you look at it, it might be a very interesting um, uh, dilemma for the president if the people indeed did walk off the job. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, we might throw him in prison. You thank there? you. Yeah, thank you, Bob, for the call. I appreciate it. Let's go to Jeremiah. Jeremiah, good morning and welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, so we actually want the shutdown to keep going on, and here's why. is right. after 30 days of being furloughed, it triggers what's known as reduction in force procedures, where government agencies can start laying off people due to lack of funds without having to go through the normal firing procedures. So this is actually a way to drain the swamp. And I read an article in The American Thinker where it's actually the plan of the Trump administration to go through these procedures in order to lay off huge numbers of people at these horrible agencies like the EPA, DOJ, all that kind of stuff. Doesn't the president already have that power if he determines that there are unnecessary federal workers to lay them off? It's really, really, really hard to fire them. But if they're furloughed already, it automatically triggers these procedures. And they just have to, if you want to, like, if anybody wants to know more about it, there's an article in the American Thinkers, and there's a couple other commentaries on it. I can't give you the full story behind it, but it's really interesting. I... Okay. Well, all right. Thanks for the call, Jeremiah. I appreciate it. Yeah, I don't know about that, and I, and I certainly think we got to keep in mind what the president wants. The president wants border security, wants a wall, and so forth. All right, uh, more uh, coming up, and uh, we'll be coming back to this topic, and much more, as a matter of fact, on Good Morning Orlando. Let's take a break. And here's uh, one of the stories we're following for you this morning. A murder investigation in Osceola County might be at an end. The suspect was apparently found dead last night in a home in Kissimmee on Sunset Drive. 49-year-old Rafael Perdomo Primera was wanted for killing his estranged wife's boyfriend and critically injuring her in a shooting last weekend in St. Cloud. It's believed that Primera died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Updates every 10 minutes throughout the morning here on Good Morning Orlando. Welcome to the 50,000-watt front porch. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. All right, uh, good morning, uh, 654 on Good Morning Orlando. Rob Marinko in for Bud Hedinger, and we've got the gang here. Alan, we got uh, Yaffe and Melissa. We're having a good time. 
and we're going to solve the shutdown, darn it. Yeah, just keep telling yourself that. Yeah. So what's, what are your ideas again, Alan? I know the first one was just awful. Yeah, it was awful. And uh, <laughs> It wasn't and awful. Then, and then my ideas after Poor that Alan. are horrible and uh, reprehensible. <laughs> so Mine are amusing. Uh, you, sure. Are, are amusing. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what we're going to do with this thing. Uh, would you like to take a phone call? I would love to. Howell, welcome to the show. How you doing? I'm doing fine. How are you? Great. Yeah, I'm, I'm just so irritated because I hear all these Democrats just squeaking like a bunch of squeaking wheels, but our Congress and Senator uh, Republican people, it seems like they just follow Trump without a voice. They need to speak up and make some sounds and support the president. He's fighting this by himself, it seems like. They leave him standing, and they're so scared to come up to the plate and support him. We've had all those Democrats support this thing for years, even the recent past. And now they act like they don't, they don't want it. I think either there's two things. The Democrats are either lying or, um, or Trump's doing this fantastic job that secured the border off all these years. He's got it all under control. All right, Hal. First of all, I want to take issue with your description of how whales sound. I don't believe they squeak. Uh, the uh, squeaky wheels. Uh, yeah. The wheel. He's wheel, saying wheel. wheel. Yeah, wheel. Oh, I got you. I thought he said whale, too. I did, too. Oh, okay. I'm, Hal, uh, my apologies. Yeah. Yeah. A squeaky wheel gets the grease. There you go. I I, I got you. Uh, well, Democrats yeah. are getting all the grease from the media, and everybody <laughs> just listened. They aren't very, you know, they don't keep up. They just listen to these fake news, and they hear all these Democrats. Here's the deal. Here's it. the deal, Hal. I'm I'm a big Trump supporter. However, what I, I made a point yesterday, and I will do it every day that I'm here filling in for Bud, that I want to take at least something every day and disagree with Trump because I think I want to be intellectually honest. Uh, President Trump had the entire Congress. He had the House and he had the Senate. And uh, and for the first 18 months or however long it was, uh, they did nothing about a wall. They did nothing about solving the illegal immigration problem. And that's on Trump. Now, I realize there's a swamp. I realize as many Republicans don't like Trump as Democrats. I understand all that. But as a leader, you've got to take the initiative and put forth something that can get done. If he's a deal maker, he's got to make that deal. Now, he's at a disadvantage with the House being taken over by the Democrats. And now he's trying to get things done with the Democrats in his way. You know they don't want any kind of border security. And now you got Republicans on the other side that are lukewarm about any deal in the first place, regardless of what right. they say. So how do, you know how do you get things done now? I agree. I, th I think Trump should have handled it before they lost the, lost well. the House. But also, he's got a lot accomplished in the last two years that that you would never think could ever happen. But uh, he's fighting everything, every step you fought against ever. Even the Republicans in the first part of the new, new elective was fighting those rascals. He's still he's still and, fighting and someone. We got I'm a few of them Trump. gone through the election, through the uh, midterms. Yeah. But and now uh, we're at we're at. So I think Trump's get a good uh, a proposal more than what I would do, but. Uh, but I, they're not going to deal with him regardless. They hate him so much, they don't care about the country anymore. They hate him more than they love the country. So I think we're in a stalemate. Do you I think, think the, Trump the, should you know what, just make you, a crisis on that, an emergency, and just do it? You, you know you know what the argument again, and, I, and I, I hear what you're saying. Thank you for the call, Hal. Uh, it's an interesting play. When, I, when the president first said this about declaring a national emergency, I thought, oh, goody. 
I didn't say old goody. I'm an I'm an adult. I don't say old goody. Yeah, I think you said old goody. Yeah, I think you did. Oh yeah, I, goody, old goody. <laughs> yes. But here's the thing. Okay, so down the road we have a Democratic uh, president, uh, whoever it is, if it's uh, Pocahontas or oh no, or uh, Spartacus or whomever maybe. Oh, no. They may decide Beto. Oh, that no. cl- uh, climate change is a national security thing, and they right. may start closing oil companies and all this other stuff. So it's a two-way street. If, you, if Trump's going to do it, the, another president comes along and can do it. I don't think that's a good idea. We're yeah. going to have uh, more on this and much, much more uh, coming up right here on Good Morning Orlando. Yeah, we've got news coming up. Uh, we'll have uh, more on the shutdown, uh, especially involving uh, airport workers here in Central Florida who yeah. gathered yesterday to express their dismay over what's going on, and also the latest on the State of the Union address. Is it going to happen? Is it Where not is it going to happen? Where is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? All that is coming up on Good Morning Orlando. It is 6.59. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando. WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando. And W226BT, Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. And iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. This is Rob in for Bud. It's a 701. This is Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this morning the State of the Union up in the air. That story coming up in one minute. We're going to be talking about what's happened in Los Angeles. The t- teacher strike is over, but there's some other issues that may affect all of us coming up. President Trump is still scheduled to deliver his State of the Union address next Tuesday night. But it is unclear whether that will actually happen. Multiple White House sources tell Fox News that while the president's State of the Union address is still scheduled for January 29th, it's still not certain whether the address will indeed go forward or what venue it would be in. Details remain up in the air after House Speaker Nancy Pelosi strongly urged the president to delay the speech or submit it in writing, citing the ongoing partial government shutdown. Fox News has learned that the White House sent a letter to the House Sergeant-at-Arms asking to schedule a walkthrough for next week's planned address. Ultimately, whether the speech is given in the House chamber next Tuesday night is up to Speaker Pelosi. At the White House, John Decker, Fox News. You know, it's interesting about her saying submit it in a, in a letter. I thought, well, that's crazy. Well, you know, I guess the State of the Union address was delivered uh, in, in a letter, and that was the traditional way to do it up until, I don't know, late. Woodrow late. Wilson, I oh, think, was, was the Wilson? first to actually yeah. do a State of the Union address. Uh, my concern about President Trump submitting his speech in writing is if you've looked at his tweets and the number of typos that appear... <laughs> Not sure that's the best avenue that's a, either. That's a I cold love shot. It. That's I a cold love shot. Public Alan. education. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. We've been talking about the partial shutdown of the federal government now in its 33rd day as the impasse over border security continues in Washington. Federal airport employees from Tampa and Orlando gathered at Tampa International to explain how the shutdown is impacting them. Deborah Hanna represents the American Federation of Government Employees in Central Florida and says passenger safety could be in jeopardy. You're going to be short of officers, so everybody else is doing twice the work. Mistakes possibly could be made. And personally, I don't want to have to worry that people are getting on a plane 
and it's not safe and they're not going to make their destination. This week will mark the second pay period where government workers are not getting a paycheck. A football coach is facing domestic violence charges in Orange County. West Orange High head coach Bob Head was arrested this week for an incident with his wife last weekend. Winter Garden police say the 44-year-old hit her in the back of the head with a wood and wrought iron window frame at their home on Turningwood Lane. Head has been head coach there for six seasons. Governor Ron DeSantis appoints another conservative to the Florida Supreme Court. Carlos Muniz says he will bring in unwavering respect for the separation of powers to the state's highest court. The role of a judge is to preserve the Constitution, not to add to it or subtract from it. I believe strongly in judicial independence, but judges have to earn that independence through their fidelity to the Constitution. Muniz got his start in government working for Jeb Bush back when he was governor. He also worked for the Florida legislature and former state attorney general Pam Bondi. New York Yankees fans, like me and Bud Hedinger, are excited about pitcher Mariano Rivera getting selected for the Baseball Hall of Fame. The 42nd Street sign outside of Grand Central Terminal in New York City has the 42 from the back of Rivera's jersey plastered on it. The Yankee closer and all-time saves leader is the first unanimous selection to Cooperstown. He's joined in the 2019 induction class by his former Yankee teammate, pitcher Mike Mussina, the late Blue Jays and Phillies pitcher Roy Halladay, and Mariners DH Edgar Martinez. WFLA News Time is 7.06. A Tennessee lawmaker proposes a school dress code for parents. That story is online at WFLAOrlando.com. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando. All right, coming up, we're going to talk about uh, Mayo Holden Town, Los Angeles, and a big teacher strike over there. But we're going to get a little bit more insight about this crazy city on the West Coast. Woof. Also, want to talk about Ruth Bader Ginsburg, give you the latest health report. And of course, she's got a movie coming out that's actually uh, apparently won an award. All right, but first. It's time to give away a little money, Alan. Not a little money, a thousand dollars, man. Oh my goodness! If you've been furloughed, you could use a thousand dollars. If you haven't been furloughed, you could use a thousand dollars. We've got it for you with our grand in your hand texting contest. Listen in moments for the keyword of the hour. When you hear that, text it to two hundred two hundred, and you could win one thousand dollars. Oh yeah, and coming up. <laughs> All that and Orlando's news, traffic, That's and right, weather are coming up in two minutes. Now here's one of the stories we're following for you this morning. Alcohol may be a factor in a child abuse case in Lake County. 29-year-old Aaron Pierce of Lady Lake was arrested last weekend for hitting four children at her home. Deputies say she used a belt, a spoon, and a shoe in the alleged attack. They also say some of the children told them Pierce have been drinking. Updates at least every 10 minutes on these stories throughout the morning here on Good Morning Orlando. Welcome to the 50,000 Watt Front Porch. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. All right, you've got Good Morning Orlando. Rob Marinko in for Bud Hedinger, and it's a pleasure to be here with you. I'm having fun. I hope you are too. And we're covering all the news events of the day and this week. And, of course, we talked about the shutdown last hour. There was a shutdown in Los Angeles, and this has to do with their school system, some 600,000 students. It cost them $125 million in revenue. Now, I'm going to tell you about the revenue and how they come to that 
uh, conclusion and that number. The state of California, as in many states, I'm not sure if, if you do it here in Florida, but gives a certain dollar amount for every child attending class every day to the uh, California to the Los Angeles School District. So the mayor talked yesterday about this agreement, and everybody's very happy and celebrating. What they didn't talk about was why there was a strike, why the classrooms are too crowded, why teachers uh, are getting already uh, fairly highly, highly paid, considering that the test results and the kids in the L.A. school system have a very low graduation rate and test score rate and everything else, uh, primarily because English is a second language to them if it's a language at all to them. And the reason for that is many of the kids are not in the country legally, and L.A. schools and the United Schools, the Teachers Union in Los Angeles, are for this because, again, let's go back to the money issue. For every child that attends class every day, the state gives the L.A. school district money. So every kid that's there, regardless of their nationality or their legal status in the United States, they get cash, and the teachers could put more in the union funds, more pension funds, more pay for teachers, and so forth. The teachers finally said, you know, the classes are just they're getting too large. We can't teach all these kids. The reason they're getting too large is because they have too many children of illegal aliens. And the school board and the city of Los Angeles and all the politicians in Los Angeles, for the exception of, I think, one city council person, they're all extremely liberal. And they're on the verge of being wacky. Not on the verge. They've crossed that some time ago. I I lived in Los Angeles for for many years. But uh, the biggest problem they have is teaching the children of illegals. So I talk about the 600,000 students, and I thought, well, I'll make a joke. You know, many of these students are actually from the U.S. It's not funny, really, when you think about it. We're teaching the poor children of poor parents from another country, being a poor country. And uh, many of these kids come from Mexico, and many of them come from uh, South and Central America. And once they can get here, they get everything. They got free breakfast. They've got free lunch. And we pump millions and millions and millions of dollars into the schools to pay for them. And it's it's an awful situation. So I'm not happy about the teacher strike being over because it means more taxpayer money uh, going to waste and going for stuff it doesn't need to go to. And this all goes back again, how it comes in a circle, the shutdown and the border. We need to do something about the border. It affects Southern California a lot. Obviously, other states, New Mexico and Arizona and Texas, are hit hard by illegal immigration. But um, anyway, I wanted to touch on that just to give you some perspective of how far-ranging and reaching this issue is with illegal aliens, because it is. It affects so much more in our lives. Los Angeles happens to be the number one place in the nation where you are most likely to be struck by a driver without insurance, and a driver who will flee the scene. I was going to ask, um, the what, what were the L.A. teachers asking for? They wanted a pay raise and stuff like that. Is L.A. a sanctuary city? It is. Oh, it is yeah. a sanctuary big, city. Big I figured time. it was, but I figured you would know personally since you used to live there. The, big, the, the thing that happened, we had an election uh, back in November, and elected was a sheriff, and the sheriff is pro-illegal immigration, he's pro-sanctuary city, he's a law, a, a sheriff of the county, he's a law enforcement person, <clears throat> excuse me, and he said that he would 
physically remove any ICE officers from his jails. Now, most of the jails used to have an office there for, for ICE and immigration folks because so many of the prisoners were illegal that once they served their time, ICE would take them and get them deported before they can commit another crime. This situation was widely publicized in San Francisco, a sanctuary city, when Kate Steinle was murdered because the guy that killed her, oh, I'm sorry, he was acquitted of murder. He only shot her in the head, and that ended up ended her life. So he was released to the pup. He was really, you know, uh, capture and release. You heard the president talking about this. ICE went to the jail to get him. They said, no, we can't hand him over to you. We're just going to release him. And they did. And he went out and caused the death of Kate Steinle. So now the sheriff of Los Angeles thinks that that's a good idea, that these illegals that they have in their jails will just be set back on the citizenry on the streets, and then those people will have to deal with the consequences. Well, of course, the other problem, too, is even if ICE does deport them, the border is not secure, so oftentimes they get back in anyway. Yeah, this is such, it's such an abominable yeah. uh, situation Anyway, and you've described, yeah, the, the, the end problem is, so what if you deport them? How often do we hear? The guy that just killed uh, Ranil Singh, the police officer in Central California, I think he was deported five or six or seven times, n- numerous times. But he came back and was there to murder the police officer. Much more coming up. I'm Rob Marinko in for Bud Henninger. It is 718 on News Radio 93.1. Here's one of the stories we're following for you this morning. The U.S. Supreme Court is delivering a victory to President Trump and a blow to transgender rights. The court's allowing the Pentagon to start enforcing the Trump administration's order to limit transgender military service. While the issue plays out in lower courts, the Supreme Court might not get the case until sometime next year. Updates at least every 10 minutes on these stories throughout the morning here on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. All right, welcome uh, back. And we're uh, talking about, well, three big subjects. The border obviously ties in with the shutdown of schools in Southern California, the L.A. School District. Obviously, the shutdown of the government. And uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg got a little story about Ruthie. And Ruthie has been unwell lately. We wish her the best, that she gets better and recovers. Incidentally, I, I hate this one thing that people do, and it, it, it bugs me. I'm a Facebook user, and I get on Facebook, and there's the usual uh, memes, and some are funny, some are hateful. And, yeah. and, but the, you know, the ones about uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, she's been in ill health for some time, and she's had a, a couple of hospitalizations. And you, and you see these things, and they're like, uh, well, you know, it uh, could be any time now. People celebrating someone's, uh, you know, potential demise or illness. Uh, come on, folks. You know, uh, it doesn't matter whether you're on the right or left. And, uh, I, and we think all the time in terms of sides. And I don't want my side to be that person or that thing. So and I, you're talking about someone who's been a very hard worker on the U.S. Supreme Court. Yeah who hasn't missed hardly a vote, even though she has had health issues over right, the years. Right. Uh, so we're talking about Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She is apparently in good spirits, at least was yesterday, following news that the documentary film about her life had been nominated for Best Documentary at the Academy Awards. Betsy West and Julie Cohen, the filmmakers of RBG, 
uh, CNN film, said yesterday they spoke to Ginsburg and gave her the news. So good. Have you seen the film? I have not seen the film. However, I will probably see her next film. She makes a, a cameo appearance in the Lego Movie 2. Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a, a Lego Ruth Bader Ginsburg oh, is featured no. in that film, which is one oh. I'm probably more likely to see than the documentary about her. Or Roma. Or Roma. Or what was the other one that was nominated? The favorite. I think you have to say favorite. Yeah, it's, a, what? it's got it's the a, U in it. Oh, the, no, it's you a, know that English spelling. It's, it's oh, the Brits, please. yeah. Please. Yeah. I've got more, by the way, coming up about the Oscars. And, oh, good. And some other movies that are nominated that you and I might have heard of, Rob. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, I went to the movies. Uh, Joe in uh, Titusville. Joe, you have something on the shutdown? Yes, I do. I, I think it's a pretty simple thing to do. All right. It, and he, the president should have done this before Christmas, but he can still do it. And all he's doing want the American people to suffer. I'll open up the government. However, the legislative branch I'm declaring an emergency session, and they will stay in session until I get something that will pass. That way, you're only punishing the legislative branch. They still get your point that you're fighting for what the people want. And you wind up looking better. Oh, can he do that? Alan, Absolutely. can he Can he do the president do that? I, I, I don't think so. I don't. Yeah, and I'm not sure. The president's right to declare an emergency session in Congress. It is his right. All and right. they can keep him there until heck freezes over. Well, uh, I'll, I'll tell you, Joe, you sound very positive. So we're up yeah. to me. I'd, I'd, I'd go ahead with your idea and I say, don't wanna... I don't want to argue with Joe. No, Joe, you know, I'd say, hey, Joe, Joe said it. Yeah. You could do it. <laughs> ben, uh, <laughs> welcome to the show. How are you? Uh, fine, thank you. Welcome. I, I'd just like to say, first of all, I agree with that earlier caller. Barack Obama is behind all of this. But I suggest that cut off all money to our universities because they are so warped now and anti-American is unbelievable cut off all money to the sanctuary cities, use that to build the wall, and then use this government shutdown to weed out. You could probably get rid of 800,000 of them and do the job with the 80,000 or so that are left. Yeah. Ben, <laughs> what, do you, what do you think, um, who's the, uh, the senator from Texas that had the idea of taking El Chapo's money? Uh, Ted, Ted Cruz. Cruz. Ted Cruz. What oh. do you think of that idea, Ben, that you, you confiscate the like $15 billion from El Chapo, the drug lord, and you take that money and you put it towards the wall. What do you think about that? Well, that's a good idea, too. Take all money that's illegal, and that's why I say this this taxpayer money going to these universities, that's insane. These people are insane in them universities. And that's where I believe Barack Obama gets his influence into all of this. Well, well oh. It's the second caller okay. to suggest Barack Obama is somehow pulling the strings in Washington, D.C. <laughs> yeah, okay. I looked up the uh, the deal here, and yes, in the USA, you can, the president has the right, the power to, on extraordinary occasions, convene both houses or either of them, last time used by Harry Truman in 1948. Hmm. What did Truman, does it say what Truman used that for? No, the it war did was not. Over. It did not. Um, I mean, I can further look into no, it if no, you like. Listen, I, hey, who am I to take you from your assigned uh, task? Yeah, 
playing no. with the knobs. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. Well, no, I okay. We'll get back to the knobs. It's we'll okay. The knob, knob lady. Hey. <laughs> hey, what do we got coming up in the news, Alan? What do we have coming up in the news, Alan? Uh, a new move to increase the minimum wage here in Florida. And uh, our governor is on the move today. We're not sure exactly where, but we kind of know why. Oh. And, and that's coming up on right. Good Morning Orlando, where it is 729. It is Good Morning Orlando. I'm Rob Marinko in for Bud Hedinger. And Alan, what's going on with the minimum wage situation? Well, there's a new effort to get it increased, and it's being spearheaded by the same guy who headed up the campaign for medical marijuana in Florida. Orlando attorney John Morgan wants a constitutional amendment to raise the wage to $15 an hour. Morgan said he's more concerned about struggling Florida workers than the argument that higher wages mean higher prices. They have to go out to the food bank, 250,000 people a month, the working poor, and stand in line after working 40 hours a week and get free food. I worry way more about them than I do about the price of milk. Morgan's amendment would raise the minimum wage from the current $8.46 an hour in Florida to $10 in 2021, then increase it $1 every year until it reaches 15 The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. It's infrastructure day for the new governor. Ron DeSantis is on the road visiting three different cities to talk about improving Florida's transportation system. We're doing a three-city tour about infrastructure and transportation. Uh, we're a growing state. We're going to continue to need that. You have certain parts of the state where it's, um, it's, it's a real disaster to be able to get around. So which three cities will Ron DeSantis be visiting today? Melissa Fox and I have been researching that this morning, oh. and we can't find out. Mm-hmm. But be alert, the governor's on the move and could pop up in your town today. Oh, okay. On Capitol Hill, the House Republican leader is slamming House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Kevin McCarthy says she is hindering Democrats from working with Republicans to end the partial government shutdown. McCarthy claims members of Pelosi's own party are willing to compromise. You look at one of her own chairmen, Colin Peterson, what do he say? Give him the money. Where other people say, get into the room. So I think this is an opportunity to solve this problem. We just need reasonable minds to get together. Meanwhile, the Senate is expected to vote on a competing bill Thursday in hopes of ending the 33-day stalemate. Not going to happen. What is the safest city in Florida this year? According to the National Council for Home Safety and Security, it's located on the Space Coast, Satellite Beach. Oh, really? Is number one as the safest city in Florida, moving up from the number four spot it held last year. Rounding out the top five safest cities in the state are Key Biscayne, Marco Island, Naples, and North Palm Beach. So wait a second. All Last... places that are too expensive for me to, <laughs> to say, reside all, in. They're all beaches, too. <laughs> yeah. so Satellite <laughs> Beach was number four last year. Move up to number one. Did yeah. they, what, they close a radio station or something? That, that, that would explain it. Yeah. Elsewhere. I thought they'd get more of a chuckle, but I'll, I'll go up my corner now. Yeah. <laughs> Elsewhere, Rob. Yes. Uh, you thought the government shutdown was going on for a long time. Uh-huh. I think something that may go on even longer is the angst of New Orleans Saints fans. (laughs) An attorney representing Saints season ticket holders is throwing a Hail Mary to get the team to the Super Bowl. Frank D'Amico Jr. has filed a lawsuit after the Saints' controversial loss to the Los Angeles Rams following a bad non-call by referees that swayed the game. He cites an obscure NFL rule that we've discussed 
allowing for Commissioner Roger Goodell to reverse the outcome of the NFC title game if actions are deemed to be extraordinarily unfair. Meanwhile, thousands of Saints fans have signed an online petition with the idea of pushing Goodell to make the two teams go head-to-head again before the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah. Neither the NFL nor the Rams organization have responded to the suit or the petition. Come on, it, there's more money involved. They'll have to sell more tickets. Yeah, They'll get more happen. ads, can, more revenue. Can you imagine the interest if they actually did that? Oh, no kidding. Uh, I want to, you know, being uh, new around here, I'd like to impress uh, Alan right now, if I may. Uh, since you were just talking about uh, Frank D'Amico filing that suit, yeah. cut seven, please, Yaffe. Five, six, seven, eight. He could reverse the game's outcome. He could reschedule the game to be played in its entirety, or he could order it played from the beginning or from the point at which the extraordinary act occurred. Now look at that, huh? Hey! I had a feeling you might do that story, so I went ahead in my little... On my little sheet here. Step aside, amazing Kreskin. We have the uh, surprising Rob. Actor Alec Baldwin faces a Manhattan judge today over an alleged parking assault. The 60-year-old actor is returning to court for allegedly punching a man over a parking spot in November near his Greenwich Village home. What's wrong with him? Uh, Baldwin's lawyers maintain his innocence, saying a video that was turned over to authorities will back up their claims. Oh, okay. He's a hothead. That's... That's the deal. Well, he's had a history of doing these kinds of things. Yeah, we touched on this earlier. The Oscar nominations are out, and the two films that have the most are two that, well, Rob and I have never heard of. Melissa, a film connoisseur, uh, (laughs) was able to fill us in on Roma and the Favorite, Favorite. which is spelled with a U, British style. Both both of those films are walking away with... I saw it in the theater. It's not spelled the British style. It's it's misspelled. No, no. Just like color and some other words. They misspell. It's like like a Trump tweet. Both films are walking (laughs) away with 10 nominations each in a variety of categories, including Best Picture and Best Actress in a Leading Role. Now, other films up for Best Picture... I've actually seen two of these. No. Black Panther, (laughs) which is the first superhero movie ever nominated for Best Picture. Can you say token? Also, Bohemian Rhapsody, which I saw, the Freddie Mercury story. Uh, Also up for nominations are Black Klansman, Green Book, A Star is Born, and Vice. Lady Gaga has been nominated for her role in A Star is Born, and Christian Bale, who won the Golden Globe for his role as former Vice President Dick Cheney, in the movie Vice, has been nominated as well. The 91st Annual Academy Awards will be held at the Dolby Theater in Hollywood on February 24th. Outstanding. Outstanding. Coming up, we're going to be talking more about the shutdown. also want to talk about an American that is in prison in Russia. Uh, that and much more. But now, uh, traffic and weather. What are you willing to give up so that something else can be restored? Surrender to start new. This week on The Lutheran Hour. This is Dr. Joel Hunter. Listen for our show, The Bright Side. It's designed to help you help others. Gotta help somebody. Listen for The Bright Side every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday at 7 o'clock on News Radio 93.1. All right, here's uh, one of the stories we're following for you this morning. The U.S. House is opposed to the president from uh, withdrawing the nation from NATO, a bipartisan 357 to 22 vote yesterday, sent a message that it would easily survive a veto. Lawmakers started to worry about news stories that President Trump was 
suggesting uh, pulling the U.S. out of the 70-year-old alliance. Uh, This bill prohibits the use of federal funds to withdraw from NATO. Updates uh, every 10 minutes throughout the morning here on Good Morning Orlando. From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando. All right. It is Rob in for Bud. Good morning, Orlando. I'd love to take your phone calls, 407-916-5400. Toll free, 866-916-5400. I want to talk about uh, not only what we've been talking about in the shutdown, obviously, and uh, the other nonsense uh, going on in D.C., but there is an American that is being imprisoned, is imprisoned, as a matter of fact, and being held as a spy. His name is Paul Whelan. He's 48 years old. He's a U.S. citizen. He's accused of spying in Russia. They don't make it clear whether he's accused of spying for the United States. They just say he's accused of spying. Now, in a lot of these cases, they'll grab somebody, they being the FSU, FR, whatever the new uh, security agency is that took over for About the... About to say uh, the college in Florida, the FSU? No, that's, <laughs> it's, a different, that's a different thing, Gaffy. Please. So um, they, they grab this guy... He was arrested December 28th and on suspicion of carrying out an act of espionage. Before his arrest, Whalen had been given a thumb drive, which he believed contained vacation photographs. Now, his state-appointed lawyer, the lawyer in Russia, says <laughs> that the thumb drive had classified information on it. This is his lawyer. Or the lawyer like that. Holy smokes. But here's the deal. We hear about this. I don't know with whether Mr. Whalen is a spy or not. He may be. He, it's possible he is. He, of course, is denying it. His lawyer, even though he doesn't sound like a very good lawyer, is denying it. But we hear about these stories about Americans being re- arrested overseas. you got to know one thing. If you're a spy, you know it's part of the game, and you may get caught, and that's what you do for a living. And I, I totally get it. I know that the countries spy on us. We spy on them. Totally understand. But you got to look at cases where Americans that are not spies that get captured and are held in prisons. Now, there's a couple of cases in Iran where Americans have been hiking, going on hikes into the mountains around Iran, and they have been captured and imprisoned. I think there's been one released. There are still a couple in custody. But you'll often hear these stories in these godforsaken areas, and you know what the President Trump called some of these uh, countries. But don't go hiking there. Don't go climbing mountains. Don't go, uh, you know, don't go hanging around where you don't belong and where it's dangerous. Yeah, that is always the first question that comes to what my mind. What the heck were you doing there? Why are you hiking in Iran? Like, there's plenty. There's plenty of beautiful places to hike here in America. Yeah, and to some of them, you could. You could very well do that. I'm just, uh-huh. just saying. <laughs> there's, there's plenty of national parks. There's pl- We have mountains. Yeah, I know, right? You know, we, have good, we have good trails here in Orlando. I you, know. you can walk there. But you got to go to Russia to do this stuff? So what will inevitably happen, what often happens and doesn't get a lot of attention necessarily or, or press, is the fact that if this guy is in fact a spy or is convicted of espionage, he'll go to prison there, but... He'll be released for one of their spies. This happens. Yeah. You see it in all the movies. You've seen it in the, the Jack Ryan the movies. You've seen it in all the, the Tom Clancy 
uh, books and movies and stuff that, you know, we, we do these swaps and, and they actually do take place. And sometimes they are on a bridge in the dark and the mist and all that stuff. Well, there was a lot of talk of that because we recently arrested someone here, a woman who we thought was spying for the Russians. Mm-hmm. And then this happened shortly after that. It seemed kind of convenient timing point. by the Russians. And from, from, from what I've read, too, and what I've heard, this guy, it's really unlikely that he's a spy just because of his background. Like he was, he had a bat, he was discharged from the military for larceny. And other things like th- there's kind of things there that make it seem like they would not have made this guy a spy. I mean, I don't know. I'm not in the CIA or anything. Maybe no, they have a, some kind of new no, I, I think <laughs> way of a, doing that's things. That's an excellent point. But there why was, would you yeah. want somebody that, who's on paper, yeah, sort of, uh, you know, not responsible and, and a risk, and doing right. something that for you? And then there's a chance he may, a good chance he may get, get caught because he's not very bright. And usually our spies over there are in diplomatic positions. Exactly. They work at the NBC or something, and yep. they're spies on the side. It's unlikely that you would have a guy who works like private security sometimes, who travels all over the world and eventually travels to Russia from time to time. It's unlikely that kind of guy would be a spy, from from what I've read and what I've heard. But No, I think you're right. Yeah. They got to, you know, listen, from, from what I understand from the CIA and, and uh, many years ago in a previous life, I, I, I knew a couple of CIA uh, uh, field officers, and these guys are really, really bright. That's the one thing that stands out is they're extremely bright. Uh, we're coming up. We're going to talk uh, more about this and uh, take your phone calls, 407-916-5400. This is Good Morning Orlando. Thank you, Rush. It's Rob in for Bud on Good Morning Orlando. I'd like to take a phone call here. Mike, how are you? Welcome to the show. Hey, good morning. Morning. Uh, I just wanted to bring up a couple points on the uh, if, if this guy was working for the agency. They will create a legend for him, which is basically they create a whole background. If he was in the military and uh, they wanted to disassociate him from the military, they could use something like a larceny charge or simply an unsatisfactory performance. They can chapter him out, and that shows a break from the military. Uh, If he were to be caught and they got background on him, it would show that he was no longer with the military and he left on bad terms. They'll create jobs for him, uh, make him look like a menial uh, laborer. A guy could have a four-year degree have a, a doctorate uh but they're not they're not going to have that in a record they actually create a legend okay what the agency does yeah you know i i was thinking of what uh what what yaffe said and uh but your explanation makes sense as well i guess you don't you know but uh, if you have that background or that legend mike um i i suppose they want to remove make that person as far away or remove remove them further from whatever military or intelligence service that they may have had. So I guess that, that sort and, of makes And that's sense. if he's with the agency. Uh, the agency also uses freelance people as well. Mm-hmm. If you remember the, uh, during the Iran-Contra, uh, that pilot that was shot down, Hassenfuss, yes. this guy wasn't actually with the agency. He uh-huh. was actually a freelance guy. The guy was a drunk. That's the reason he couldn't. <laughs> they couldn't have him in the agency. But... Uh, they use freelance people as well. Oh, very cool. Thank you for the call, Mike. That's uh, that's very interesting and, and kind of makes sense, I guess. 
Sure, why not? I, I you know there was some news yesterday on the spy front. I don't know if you heard this, Alan. Yeah. But um, the a guy by the name of Mendez worked for the CIA, and the movie Argo was about him rescuing these. It's a, a true story that during the Iran hostage crisis back in the seventies, that this guy developed a cover story, the making of a movie, in order to get him and uh, some cohorts into Iran to extract the hostages who were then supposed to be part of this film crew. Right. And uh, he died yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah. The, guy, the guy's last name was Mendez, but uh, it's an incredible story. And the movie's entertaining. I don't know if you got a chance to see the movie. Ben Affleck's in that? Yeah, Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. And, and I can't remember who else is in it. But, yeah, uh, you're talking about Tony Mendez. Tony Mendez. Thank you, Melissa. You're welcome. Yeah, I hate to because the guy's a hero, and I hate to mention his name and not know his whole name. Mm-hmm. What's, what's up with that? Antonio Joseph Mendez. Yeah, I don't know if he talked exactly like that. Probably but not. I think, no, no, not at all. No. Yeah. So, Alan, we've got lots, uh, lots coming up in the next hour. We're going to be talking about uh, what's going on uh, with the shutdown, obviously, and a whole bunch of news uh, that you may not have heard yet. Of course, we'll be listening to you for the rest. Of course, and I'll be talking about local airport workers rallying over the shutdown and baseball's newest Hall of Fame class. Mm -hmm. That's all coming up on Good Morning Orlando. It's 7.59. WFLF Fine Hills, Orlando. WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando. And W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Rob Marinko in for Bud Hedinger. Pleased to be with you. This is Orlando's uh, news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this morning Central Florida airport workers rally over the shutdown. More in one minute. And we'll be talking about a group of people that went out in the desert to leave some water for the illegals sneaking over. They may be going to prison. It's day 33 of the federal government shutdown. Airport workers in central Florida are unhappy, and they spoke out in Tampa. The federal workers taking part in this rally at Tampa International Airport work there and Orlando International, and they're beyond fed up about the government shutdown. They're worried. This could get really, really bad. Deborah Hanna represents the American Federation of Government Employees for Central Florida. Flights are not going to go out on time. Things just aren't going to roll as normal. Rob Haas speaks for air traffic controllers in Tampa. We're showing up to work every day. We have a lot of people actually that volunteer before and after work to help people to make sure that they're taken care of. So it's an emotional time. Transportation Security Officer Ralph Velez. Reopen the government. Bring us back to life. In Tampa, Sharon Parker, News Radio 93.1 WFLA. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Ron DeSantis completes his conservative makeover of the Florida Supreme Court. The new governor appointing Carlos Muniz to the high court, describing him as a smart lawyer who knows his role. This is a guy who is brilliant, but yet humble. And that really, I think that's the type of intellectual firepower I want to see on the court. The other thing is he really understands the separation of powers. He understands the proper role of the court. This is DeSantis's third appointment to the Supreme Court in just two weeks. He says the replacement of three liberals with three conservatives may turn out to be the most important thing he'll do as governor. A murder investigation in Osceola County might be at an end The suspect was apparently found dead last night in a home on Sunset Drive in Kissimmee. 49-year-old Rafael Perdomo Primera was wanted for killing his estranged wife's boyfriend and critically injuring his wife in a shooting last weekend in St. Cloud. 
It's believed that Primera died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Jealousy appears to be the motive behind a bloody attack in Volusia County. Daniel Rodriguez and James DePetre are accused of using an axe and a hatchet to beat another man this weekend in Daytona Beach. The suspects and alleged victim Richard Lawallen all live in a homeless camp on Nova Road. Deputies believe Lawallen was attacked for flirting with the girlfriend of one of the suspects. And finally, baseball history was made last night as the 2019 Cooperstown class was announced. 425 votes, all for Mariano Rivera. The longtime New York Yankees closer receiving 100% of the ballots for induction into the Baseball Hall of Fame yesterday in his first year of eligibility. Rivera discusses being the first ever unanimous selection with MLB Network. Amazing, amazing. All I have to say is uh, thank God for that. Joining Rivera in the Hall is former Yankees teammate Mike Messina. He makes it on his sixth year of eligibility. Longtime Seattle Mariners designated hitter Edgar Martinez joins them on his 10th and final year on the ballot, and the late Cy Young winner Roy Halladay rounds out the 2019 class for Cooperstown. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. I should have pulled out Ender Sandman by Metallica to introduce that story. <laughs> that was the music that uh, Mariano would enter a game to. Yeah. WFLA News time is 8.06. A Nest home security camera gets hacked and sends a warning of an incoming missile attack. That story's online at WFLAOrlando.com. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Henninger, Alan Spector, and Michael Yaffe. All right, uh, coming up, we're going to be talking about a group of volunteers that went out in the desert and they left some water and food for some poor folks uh, trying to get to the United States. They may be going to prison. But first, there's some money we have to give out, and you're not going to prison. No, no and I'm not giving out water and No, you're giving out stuff. cold hard cash. I am. $1,000. Me, personally. I went to the bank yesterday and withdrew you. a bunch of money so we could give it away this morning, and $1,000 is up for grabs again this hour in our Grand in Your Hand texting contest. Here's what you do. Listen for the keyword of the hour. That is coming up just seconds from now. When you hear it, text that keyword to 200-200. You could be winning $1,000, a grand in your hand. From us, here. From us, absolutely. At, at this up, radio station. And right here, from here. Right so, here. So uh, coming up, I want to do a couple things. Take your phone calls, first of all, 407-916-5400. Anything you want to talk about, especially stuff we've covered today, but that's not necessarily a requirement. We want to hear from you. And much more. We've talked about a lot of stuff this morning, but I do want to talk about these uh, folks that got stuck out in the desert and uh, now the people that tried to help them are going to prison. Uh, that in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in just two minutes on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Here's one of the stories we're following for you this morning. What was thought to be a scrap from a NASA spacecraft. Could be from a much earlier time. Mike Torres of Tampa's Seafair Exploration uh, Corporation found something last week off Melbourne Beach that could date as far back as the second century. A local historian believes the copper piece was once part of a Peruvian burial site, and Spanish sailors brought that item here in the early 1700s. Torres tells Florida Today the artifact is priceless, and he has no plans to sell it. Updates at least every 10 minutes on these stories throughout the morning here on Good Morning Orlando. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Henninger, Alan Spector, and Michael Yaffe on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. 
Good morning. Rob Marinko in for Bud Hedinger. Uh, pleased to be with you this morning. This story caught my eye, and I'm, I'm curious to see what your take is on it. 407-916-5400. Toll-free 866-916-5400. So there's a group from a church. They're volunteers. They're from the Unitarian Universalist Church of Tucson, Arizona. And one of the things that they've been doing, they've been doing this for a while, they volunteer, a group of them, to go out into the desert where there have been a lot of deaths for people that illegally come over our border, and then what happens, they either miss their pickup, somebody's supposed to meet them, whatever happens, they end up usually dying of thirst. And these folks wanted to prevent that. They're part of a group with that church called No More Deaths. It's a ministry within the church. And uh, so they go out and they leave food and water for these essentially illegal aliens that have crossed the border. And they leave them at points where there's trails that these people usually take when they sneak over the border. So the Border Patrol was watching out for these people because there is a little-known law. I say little-known because I didn't know about it, and I haven't talked to anybody else that knew about it. You can't leave food and water in the desert specifically if it's for the intention of aiding and abetting illegals. Now, you can make the argument, I suppose, and it's the argument that they've made in the law, that aiding and abetting is aiding and abetting. doesn't matter whether the people are out in the desert starving. If they've broken the law, you're helping them continue to break the law and be, uh, and be free and not get caught. So these folks were arrested. They were charged. They were convicted, and now they face fines up to $500 in six months in jail. So I've got mixed feelings about this. I really do. I, I feel for the people, especially if, if you picture you know, the, the kids going through the desert, the mothers or whatever. Young men, you know, they, they, they take their chances and uh, they, sh- they should be able to, to get through and, and you just don't feel as bad for them because usually they're, they're physically more able to get through the heat and the, everything else. But regardless, they're not supposed to do it. They're breaking the law. So it's kind of up to them. Now, many of these people and the coyotes that help get them over the border, the people they pay to help guide them over the border, They bring supplies, they bring water, they bring food, but that runs out. And the coyotes don't care. They're taken care of. Once they get these people over the border, many times they take off. Sometimes they wait there for someone to to pick them up. So my mixed feelings are, you know, I don't like to see people die even though they may be committing a crime. I'm not cold-hearted. But I don't know if I want to see people, I don't know. I I can't encourage this behavior. What behavior now? Going out and helping these people. I mean, I, I get it. It's humanitarian. But it, it's just going to make things worse. It's yeah, We, we yeah, had a receptionist yeah. here in the building years mm-hmm. ago who would feed the feral cats. Right. And by, it started out with four. And then there were 30. And then there were more. And, you know, you see what I'm saying? They just And it was more food, more food, and more mess. And you're just opening up a Pandora's box. You're so, it's so funny you mentioned that because when I was dating my wife, it was the same thing. She kept giving me more food, and I'd keep coming back. And, keep, <laughs> and, and, all, you know, and finally she well, married me. And to sure. this day, she t- tells that horrible story. Mm. 
So, gotcha. No, yeah, yeah. So I get it. I do get that part of it. And I do get the fact that, you know what, Melissa brings up an excellent point. By doing that, you are actually encouraging more people to come over. Therefore, you're encouraging more people to endanger themselves and their children and to die out in the desert. Well, it's kind of like how a lot of the Democrats don't like this policy of detaining them in detention centers, those trying to seek asylum. They think we should just kind of release them here, and then they'll they'll come back. And, they don't. Yeah. And a lot of times they don't. But they say, well, it's cruel and inhumane to detain them. But if you don't detain them, it's the same thing. You create an incentive for more people to come here because they know they'll just be released into the public. It's crazy. Let me just say, my father-in-law came through the proper way and is very proud to now be a legally sworn-in American who probably knows more about this country than most of us who were born here. Yeah, I had a partner once on a, a radio show I did out uh, west, and he gave me the citizenship test mm. on the air. See? And how'd you do? And I actually did okay because, uh, you know, I'm aware of the situation. Right. I mean, I'm not, listen, I'm, I'm not a genius, but I mean, I know uh, our history. But I got some wrong. You know, I got some wrong. But the people that study for the test and want to become citizens have to get, uh, I don't know if they have to get all of them right, but I think they've got to get a very high percentage of those those questions right. Yes, uh, we'll be uh, taking more of your phone calls and uh, uh, coming back uh, shortly. Rob in for Bud on Good Morning Orlando. Here's one of the stories we're following for you this morning. Alcohol may be a factor in a child abuse case in Lake County. 29-year-old Aaron Pierce of Lady Lake was arrested last weekend for hitting four children at her home. Deputies say she used a belt, a spoon, and a shoe in the alleged attack. They also say some of the children told them Pierce had been drinking. Updates at least every 10 minutes on these stories throughout the morning here on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. All right, it's Good Morning Orlando. Rob in for Bud. I'm joined by Alan. And uh, the gang is here, Igafi and uh, Melissa. Good to be here with you. We're talking about these aid workers, volunteers from a church that went out to the desert and they left food for illegal aliens that came out and and died in the desert. And so they wouldn't die. They wanted to leave them food and water and so forth and help. Sounds like a good, kind-hearted thing to do. But uh, Melissa brought up a good point. Uh, <laughs> a reference feral cat. A reference okay. feral cat situation. Where there was somebody here, and they started feeding the feral cats out in the uh, the parking lot, and the cats kept coming and multiplying, and there was a whole big problem. So uh, and we yeah. told the girl, said stop feeding the cats. Yep. And she was like, "Well, what'll happen? <laughs> Whatever, they'll go somewhere else." You know, it's it's funny while talking about something like this and discussing with others, you sometimes have your opinion swayed, and you become more aware, and and you have a better understanding and feeling. So now I'm obviously I'm, I'm totally convinced we should throw them in prison. <laughs> now, Based on the well, cat I, argument, I, I think the, the cat, cat argument is solid. perfect. I think it's a solid argument. <laughs> you are you're encouraging more of that. They may have their kids die, God forbid. So if you keep if you keep feeding them and and allowing them to to come and aiding them, it is aiding and abetting, and that's the law. Apparently, they broke. Well. They're going to die. So I think the right thing to do is throw the uh, people in prison. They're only going to be there for a few months. Alan, you <laughs> look like a few months. Alan, you think you? 
I think you may disagree. Well, I, I don't know. I, you know, Melissa's, uh, you know, no, known for her kind-heartedness yes. here on Good Morning Orlando. Uh, she just gave me an eye roll just you, about five minutes the ago. The phrase, you know, let them die, let usually them comes die. up about once a, once a morning. <laughs> <and> <laughs> so I'm not surprised by the feral cat logic that she's employed here. Yeah, but there, ha- I, I, there have to be rules and laws to, to govern behavior. What if you, you advertise that for bank robbers, uh, if you rob a bank, come to my house and I'll hold you up there until the heat is off, you know, like in the 40s gangster movies, right? I mean, isn't <laughs> did, that the same? Did people advertise in the 40s gangster movies, come to my house? No. Oh. <laughs> they didn't have interstate you know? laws at that time, so yeah. they, like your Bonnie and Clyde's would come back home to their home state and mom would fix them dinner. Oh, so, oh, 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 yes. I had a buddy just the other day tell me about a friend of his, an o- older uncle that back in, man, I can't remember the state, Nebraska or somewhere like that, Bonnie and Clyde came one night to their farmhouse, and he ended up letting them stay in the barn overnight. Sure, notorious, man. Isn't that something? I don't know if it's true, but somebody told the story. It so. could be, but back in the day, people were not about the government, so when people were ripping off banks, they were like, yes, the little guy. Yeah, I, well, maybe, you know what? That's a good point. They were heroes to some people. They were heroes well, to some people, oddly enough. It's kind of like the Robin Hood thing. I, I was thinking I actually have a much better example. Some people who, uh, there might be some people who are really hungry, can't afford food, and they decide to rob a convenience store or mm-hmm. something. You know, you kind of feel sorry for them, feel sorry for their situation, but that that doesn't change the fact that they broke the law. And if you don't enforce the law in the way it should be, you're just encouraging more of that behavior. Now, my thought is the real solution to this whole problem is the wall. I know. <laughs> I mean, if the wall's there, they're not going to come there in the first place because they know they're not going to be able to get across the border, so you don't have this situation to begin with. And you put the food and water on their side of the wall, they don't need to come any further. That's right. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> you put, I don't know if that's illegal. Yeah, I guess if there's a wall there and you put the water on the other side of the wall, hey. it wouldn't be illegal. It'd be like at that a little point. doggy door where you could just slip the food through. <laughs> now, see, she went with the cats. You're going with the doggy. I'm telling you, this is very insensitive. You people are very insensitive. If there if there's a wall, there's a way, right? I saw a little cartoon the other day. It was great. It showed the wall, mm-hmm. and you see the U.S. in the distance, and the near side is the the Mexican side of the wall, and they're. They're building the staircase. A little ladders and staircase, yeah. Darlene's online one. She's got a comment about the feral cat um, oh, please. synopsis. So. Darlene, welcome. Good morning. Thank you. Um, I agree with Melissa. And the other thing is they're assuming that kind-hearted people are getting this food and not sex traffickers or, or um, ah. um, drug runners. And the other thing is, once you start leaving food, America's going to get a black eye. The first time that food's not there, coyotes are going to quit supplying it. It just, even though it sounds like it's a good idea in the beginning, it, I think it's going to lead to a host of problems down the road. Yeah, the road to hell is paved with uh, good intentions. That's well, a- absolutely right. They're going to think every time, oh, don't worry about it. There's always food at the stop-off. You know, and there's and there's just it's just faith. There's not going to be. And then that's when everybody starts fussing. Well, America always left food and then stopped, you know. And again, you don't know who you're feeding. You know, you don't know if you're feeding sex traffickers or if you're feeding a small child. Well, they, they tell people in areas prone to coyotes and bears and other things, don't leave food out at night. Mm hmm. Because you may not get the furry little uh, friendly raccoon or feral cat that you want to take care right. of. 
you may get a coyote that'll eat the eat the cat. You may get a bear that'll break into your fridge, you know, with the knapsack right. on, and you know, you, you know, Yogi. How many animals can we mention in this segment? Well, there was this, uh, yeah, there was this lynx uh, that once broke into a house all in right, Canada. All right, all right, all right. All right. Thank you so much for the call, darling. Good Thank call, you. as a matter of fact. I encourage you. Yeah. Uh, I encourage more calls. Yes, I do. And uh, what's going on with you? What's coming up, Alan? Well, we've been talking all morning long about the shutdown. We'll have the latest on that from Capitol Hill. And also, uh, a move uh, here in Florida to increase the minimum wage has begun. Ah, it's going to be a gradual increase, yes. Yes, and that's coming up on Good Morning Orlando, where it's 829. All right, welcome back. It is uh, Good Morning Orlando. It's Rob in for Bud. And, Alan, you have some news and stuff. Uh, Yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And news. Uh Uh-huh. From Capitol Hill, the news is there will be more votes this week to end the partial government shutdown. Now in its 33rd day, however... None of these proposals are expected to end the impasse. President Trump's offer fully funding the government and providing $5.7 billion for border barriers in exchange for temporary DACA protections will get a vote tomorrow in the Senate. The opportunity to end all this is staring us right in the face. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell says it's the only offer that can get the president's signature. Minority Leader Chuck Schumer is offering a House Pass plan, reopening government for about two weeks without border wall funding. If you're looking for a way to open up the government, this is the way. Both proposals will need bipartisan buy-in to reach 60 vote thresholds. On Capitol Hill, Jared Halpern, Fox News. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. After a successful campaign for medical marijuana, Orlando attorney John Morgan is turning his time and energy to Florida's minimum wage. Morgan is launching a ballot initiative to pass a constitutional amendment to raise it to $15 an hour. I worry about the vast majority of people that have to go out to the food bank, 250,000 people a month, the working poor, and stand in line after working 40 hours a week and get free food. Florida's minimum wage went up 26 cents an hour January 1st to $8.46. The federal minimum is 725. A Kentucky congressman is defending the Catholic high school students from his state, accused of confronting a Native American veteran in Washington, D.C. last weekend. On Fox News at night, Republican Thomas Massey said the public rushed to judge the kids, especially Nick Sandman, who was seen smiling in a video that went viral. Nick himself was a victim of a social media mob, and he's been convicted in the court of public opinion. And um, a lot of people who rushed to condemn him are not even walking it back. I mean, even some of the administrators in his own school, the diocese, they're not as fast to reverse their statements as they were to issue them. Following the release of the full viral video, some social media users have backtracked their condemnation of the students. President Trump has accused the media of smearing them. You know, this is maddening to me because CNN reported early today that the Native American that was beating the drum in the kid's face, they want him, not CNN, but the the folks behind the event, it turns out, being the school and the group uh, where the Native American drum beater came from, want to go to the school to talk to the kids to enlighten them. It's like, wait a minute, they don't need to be enlightened. You don't need to... This, this should have ended. It doesn't need to go on and on for free publicity for this uh, knucklehead. Yeah, we need to worry about important things like the uh, blown call 
against the New Orleans that, Saints. That is important. Exactly. That should be exactly. hammered day after day. Right. The winter storm battering the central U.S. is expected to intensify today. Forecasters are calling for heavy snow in the Midwest and Great Lakes and heavy rain in much of the southeast and mid-Atlantic. The storm will be followed by brutal cold later in the week. That's nice. So enjoy. <laughs> Elsewhere. The band KISS is among a number of artists helping out furloughed government workers during the ongoing shutdown. What are they doing? Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley recently posted a video to their Rock and Brews restaurant Facebook page offering free meals to TSA employees. And I'm guessing that would include the Rock and Brews location in Oviedo. Meanwhile, Nile Rogers of Chic is offering 600 free tickets to workers and their families for his upcoming concert in Oxon Hill, Maryland. Also, workers can enjoy free admission to the Broadway musical Beautiful, the Carol King musical at select performances. I really like rock and brews. I wonder, anybody have an extra TSA badge I can Mm-mm. borrow? No. no. Wow. Right. You know, they're giving away Monster Jam tickets in Tallahassee for this weekend for oh, furloughed no. feds as well. Okay. okay. Monster Jam. Jam, jam. More episodes of Jeopardy are coming to Netflix. Okay. The streaming service says it's adding more episodes of the classic trivia show next month. Netflix says Jeopardy theme weeks are in the works, including Kids Week, Teens Week, the Teachers Tournament, the College Championship, and the Tournament of Champions. Yeah. The new episodes with host Alex Trebek begin February 28th. I hate to correct you, Alan. It's not really my place, but it's what is Netflix. Okay. <laughs> Where's the buzzer? <laughs> Olympics. <laughs> Olymp- thank you, Melissa. Olympic swimmer Ryan Lochte is the... F- and people are saying who? Uh, <laughs> he's that guy. He, a former University of Florida Gator. star. Gator. Yeah, uh, Ryan Lochte. He's the first head of household on the new season of Celebrity Big Brother. Oh, I was kind of hoping you said so, they kicked him out already. No. <laughs> Dang it. That gives you an idea of the competition here. Ryan Lochte's heading up the household. He's got a mooch. He beat out actor Jonathan Bennett, who we all know and love, in a head-to-head competition, uh, putting who? Bennett in jeopardy of elimination. Lochte also put... Comedian Tom Green, I use the word comedian in quotes, yep. <laughs> and Anthony Scaramucci on the block with Benefit. With, uh, with Benef. Meanwhile, Lochte and Bennett have formed an alliance with Lolo Jones, Natalie Eva Marie, Tamar Braxton, Candy Burris, and other people you haven't heard of. <laughs> I have heard of Lolo. The four women also formed a separate all-female alliance. Wow. This is getting complicated. Yeah, it's, Scar- it really is. And still, I You're don't notes. care. <laughs> and Scaramucci, Green, and Kato Kalin have teamed up as oh, well, God. leaving Dina Lowen, Lindsay Lowen's mother, Ricky Williams of running back in marijuana fame, uh, and Joey Lawrence. <laughs> whoa, what, whoa. Solo. <laughs> the power of veto is up for grabs tonight. I say veto. I say veto. The whole show. Exactly. (laughs) Celebrity Big Brother. Enjoy. That is the most detailed description of a Celebrity (laughs) Big Brother. That was a tremendous work. I really just... I, have to, nice. I just skimmed nice. the surface, Thanks too. Thanks for There's... digging deep, buddy. Yeah. yeah, I really think people should not watch that. Instead, listen to the radio. M- much more entertaining than 
Anything you just five o'clock at night. There's PM Orlando starring our own Michael Yaffe along with you know you know that is a funny coincidence. Five o'clock. You could just listen to. I was listening last night. Good job, my friend. (laughs) Lucky for Michael Yaffe, you're not going head to head with Ryan Lochte. No, lucky for Ryan Lochte, they're not going head to head with me. There you go. (laughs) In in the words of Joey Lawrence, whoa, 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 Uh, Lordy. So coming up next, we're going to take uh, more of your phone calls and more good stuff right here on Good Morning Orlando. Here's one of the stories we're following for you this morning. A murder investigation in Osceola County may be at an end. The suspect was apparently found dead last night in a home in Kissimmee on Sunset Drive. 49-year-old Rafael Perdomo Primera was wanted for killing his estranged wife's boyfriend and critically injuring her in a shooting last weekend in St. Cloud. It's believed that Primera died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Updates at least every 10 minutes on these stories throughout the morning here on Good Morning Orlando. News for the ride home right after Dave. DM Orlando starts at 5 p.m. News Radio 93.1. All right, it is Good Morning Orlando. This is Rob in for Bud. Glad to be here with you. We're taking your phone calls. We're talking about some good Samaritans that may be going to prison. What they did was they aided illegal aliens coming over the border in Arizona by leaving water and food for them so they wouldn't starve or, uh, you know, die of thirst. And the penalty is six months in prison or a $500 fine. You know what? If I had a choice, yeah, give me the $500 fine. I just don't like prison. Uh, Roy, welcome uh, to the show. Uh, what's on your mind, Roy? Oh, thank, you, thank you for taking my call. You bet. Hey, it was a documentary about Arizona, and I guess it's over 400 miles of border down there. They get two thousand bodies a year. They fly, so you take them to Tucson, and the coroner looks at the body, says, "What? How long the body's been dead?" And then you take all the clothes off, put it in a box, and then when somebody comes looking for you, looking for them, they say, "What date?" They look, say, "We got these clothes off this body," and they try to match them up. Anyway, it costs like a million dollars a year in coal storage and all kind of, and all the patrols and all they said for the state. I said, well, that money can build a lot of walls with that money. And, and half of them never, nobody ever comes and claims them. And uh-huh. now they got like, now they got like six tractor trailer loads. They go, what they have is uh, container trailers like with diesel units on them or electric units on them. Just keep all these bodies stacked up in these trailers. Right. So that. TV show, well, the PBS channel was. Uh huh. <laughs> So, Roy, this they is your... People put yep. the water out, put the water out there for them, and they showed people, but they, they didn't, I can't remember what group it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is and a group I from... To, I, used to, I used to truck out of there, out of, out of Nogales. I, I brought kilos back to Florida out of there. And then people right. used to cross the border, pick the kilo up, and walk back across the border. Uh-huh. All right. I, that was 20 years ago. Okay, have a good day. Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome, Roy. Well, Roy just uh, hung up on himself. Thank yeah. you, Roy, for the call. It was very interesting. I don't he know if I... It. I don't know if I understood all of it, but he was trying to say something about coolers keeping dead bodies yeah, in Arizona. It millions but probably save lots of money if we would just get the wall. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I I agree with that actually. So a uh, good call, Roy, and we encourage uh, more of your calls four zero seven nine one six fifty four hundred. If you're uh, too cheap to pay for the call eight six six nine one six five four zero zero. Oh, that was unkind, Rob. Uh, toll free nine one six five four zero zero. 
And uh, something else in the news I'm, I'm, I'm curious about to get your take. It's World Youth Day in Panama. It just started, as a matter of fact, yesterday. And there are youth, young people, youths or youths, if you watched uh, My Cousin Vinny. The youths in question? The, the youths. What is a youth? Uh, from all over the globe, they're celebrating uh, their Catholic faith with the Pope. But this year it's happening during a, arguably the greatest crisis of Pope Francis's pontificate and of the modern-day Catholic Church. Now, of course, the crisis is the molestation and sexual abuse of children that has gone unreported, and the priests involved in many dioceses, if not uh, most of them all over the U.S., have been moved around instead of punished or taken to the local uh, law enforcement authorities. So the pontiff is deciding now whether to meet with the survivors of this priest abuse, and he hasn't decided whether he's going to do that, if he wants to move forward and get this ugly part of the church's history behind the church, he would meet with them, and he would be stronger on condemning these priests involved instead of, you know, uh, kind of putting them to his back and turning around and looking the other way and and uh, and letting the diocese and these bishops hide these priests. Now in Los Angeles. Uh, there was a huge story out there in the church, the diocese in L.A. is one of the, is I think the biggest archdiocese uh, in in the country, paid out uh, close to eight hundred million dollars to the victims of church abuse because the church was moving the priests around, so the priest would be moved from the church where he got caught, moved to another church, and inevitably he would abuse other children. So uh, the Pope is going to be down there in um, I believe this is in. Uh, Where's this at now? This in Panama, and and he should meet with the survivors. I mean, it's it's obvious, right? If there's going to be any goodwill, anybody? I don't know. It's Bueller? a very touching story. Now, wow! You know, was that really? Uh, now, was that really you oh, and your feral? You go to feral cats to touching with the little my god woman. I, I was just going to say the Pope should just announce his resignation. Well, that's I get, what I think of this post. Hey, to be to be honest with you, you know there there are people who obviously are, are talking about that he and, won't no he, he so there's he won't. still a lot of people that really like him mostly because of his uh his liberal leanings i think well I, you know and, and i i get all of that part of it but if you have a problem that that's that that prevalent and we've been talking about this for decades but um yeah man you gotta you gotta you gotta take care of it all right uh coming back uh, more of your phone calls and uh more right here on Good Morning Orlando. And here's one of the stories we're following for you this morning. A jealousy appears to be the motive behind a bloody attack in Volusia County. Daniel Rodriguez and James Diapetre are accused of using an axe and a hatchet to beat another man this weekend in Daytona Beach. The suspects and alleged victim, Richard Lawallen, all live in a homeless camp on Nova Road. Deputies believe Lawallen was attacked for flirting with the girlfriend of one of the suspects. And uh, we'll have updates every 10 minutes through the morning here on Good Morning Orlando. Stay tuned for PM Orlando right after Dave Ramsey at 5 p.m. News Radio 93.1. All right, it is Good Morning Orlando. Rob in for Bud. Very happy to be here. Talking with you about all the news of the day and some of the stories we've covered today. The shutdown, obviously, we're in day 33 now, and there are a couple of votes coming up tomorrow. 
And on, little hope for anything and, getting done. Exactly. We're not going to probably have anything get done. So uh, if you would like to call and lend your two cents, that's fine. Uh, if, you've got a, if you've got the magic pill, the solution to get this thing over with. And also uh, the good Samaritans that are leaving food out in the desert for illegal immigrants crossing Knock it the southern off. border. <laughs> Knock it off because we're going to have a lot of feral cats if you keep it up. I'm just saying, man. Yeah. The compassion of Melissa Fox knows no bounds. I know. <laughs> it has no bounds. You're yeah. right. And you don't want to leave food out for feral cats because then you could get a muskrat. Coyotes. Coyotes, raccoons. You get a bear. Uh-huh. Crazy otter. A meerkat. <laughs> Uh, wildebeest. Not to mention those darn bears. And those bears. You don't want those. So do not leave the food out, okay? So I think we've <laughs> solved the illegal alien Good Samaritan problem. Any, Just I think knock it off. I think it's high time somebody took a stand on this feeding the <laughs> Yeah. Just knock gosh, it darn it. off. Feeding the cats issue. Yeah, I, I think we put that to bed. I don't think there's going to be any food for feral cats. I think there'll be one. I think you're going to see them. Uh, on the, I'll feed them. Will you? Who am I kidding? I got a soft spot for cats. It's going to be your fault. Yeah. Uh, well, I, when you get eaten by a bear, look who's going to be laughing. <laughs> and there'll be some uh, TV news anchor who'll be laughing doing that. It'll be a kicker story. And they'll be saying, yeah, this knucklehead was feeding a feral cat when all of a sudden a big bear came up behind him. Orlando talk show host eaten. Here's, I will punch that bear in the face. Here's the video now. <laughs> Graphic. You know, uh, speaking of videos, we talked about this off the air. There's a video, and you, you'll see it either online or on the, the tube today. But it's of a, a couple that let out their dogs, uh, I guess, to go and do their business out in a field. So the dogs come running back to their pickup truck, and they're followed by a sheep. That's what sheep do. Yeah. Well, they, <laughs> it's funny, but they, and then the sheep gets up in the truck like it belongs, it's, yeah. like it's going to sneak back with the dogs. I think I it was actually things. a goat. A but, goat? Yeah. Okay. He's heading to goat yoga. And again, uh, leaving out food, goats, sheep, you don't want them hanging around. Knock eat it all, off. Eat all your grass and your plants and everything else. So you don't want them you know, eating your feral cat food that you leave out. Well, it's funny, though. The goat literally does follow the two dogs, and the dogs go in the truck, and the goat follows them in the car. Yeah, it's it, like, it, they all go home. It's along here. The, dog, the dogs are like, we made a new buddy, Mr. <laughs> yeah. Goat here. He's coming with us. Can we have a sleepover? Uh, Come on. Right. So um, anyway, listen, uh, we, we've been talking about, obviously, some more serious stuff. The shutdown, and Alan's been mentioning it through the news. We did it as a subject this morning and uh, took your calls on it. And a lot of people have a lot of different ideas, but we don't know where this is going, and we don't know how much more serious it can get before one side or the other decides to blink a little bit. I personally think that the president has compromised more than anyone, he started out with this wall thing, trying to get $25 billion, and this is uh, two years ago. Obviously, this was the number one campaign thing, right? Uh, but we're going to talk about a lot more stuff coming up. And whatever right. happens today, you'll hear about it on PM Orlando well, with Michael at Yaffe at 5 o'clock. I'll be listening. Eee. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow morning. Glad to be with you, uh, Rob and Bud. will be back Monday.